Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Prady once again. This is episode 9 part 1 of the MWS series and here we are going to be talking about the big game in the Premier League between Liverpool and Arsenal. It's a big game, it's a big fixture no matter what the results been over the past few years. Um I think yeah, just the name of the two team I mean yeah, the names that were there uh, out there on the pitch i mean it's a huge occasion for any premier league fan uh, and any football fan out there uh, this game always delivers in terms of goals um, there are so many other bigger games i'm sure uh, in the premier league like but this one always delivers goals whether it be at anfield or at the emirates stadium um and to help me talk about this uh, we've got siddarth on this podcast today uh he's been on the podcast before he is an arsenal fan obviously and uh yeah joining him on this podcast is a very special guest uh, he's been on this podcast since episode 1 it is none other than me of course uh wells <laughs> and yeah i'm going to give my two cents about the game as a liverpool fan but uh siddarth i'm glad we could have you on here can't wait to get your hear your thoughts on this game and yeah i think let's start with it so let's rewind the clock back 2 hours before the game ended and the team buses are getting into the stadium the team sheets are announced you know arteta's walking through the uh, inside uh, anfield and walking out to the pitch for training sessions all of that how confident were you how nervous were you going into this game given that you done pretty well you've got a good run of fixtures of late yeah thanks for having me pradi but yeah to answer your question honestly for once after what has been quite a while i felt hope again which mm-hmm. well it felt weird at first but then again uh liverpool did lose to west ham in, the, in their last game yeah. and uh, honestly i was pissed off that the international break came then because i knew they'd uh, recuperate and uh, they get their act together uh despite yeah. the fact that they had more players like going around everywhere <laughs> yeah. all over the world <laughs> and injured, yeah. honestly at even though i said i was hopeful i was hoping for a draw i knew for, for mm. a fact that we couldn't win but the fact that i was hoping for a draw against this liverpool being an arsenal fan in itself felt damn weird man but <laughs> yeah Yeah. All right, we'll get to what happened in a bit. But of course, uh, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, then you obviously know what the scoreline is. It's not going to come as a shocker to you, but we'll spare you that little spoiler until we get to that part. But you're right. I mean, I think West Ham, I know it was a pretty poor performance from us. Obviously, some contentious decisions in that game, but we we lost a game and you're right i think if it wasn't for the international break maybe having an arsenal coming uh to anfield where we technically haven't been at our best in the past year uh, we've generally done better away than at home which is weird but yeah it it was better that we had the international breaks in that sense in what you said mm-hmm. but at the same time i felt like with the international break and us we are always we always have some injury concern or the other and i think it was here it was andy robertson with a hamstring uh, or something and then jordan anderson got injured and so yeah i mean i i hate the international break for that but yeah it did like you said give us some respite for the arsenal game 
it's not been a very good hunting ground for you guys though no it hasn't no i it think hasn't. i i think if i'm not mistaken i heard or yeah i heard one of the stats which is you guys have only conceded four goals in four or more goals in a game in the premier league i think in 15 odd occasions 14 or 15 occasions and i think 10 or 11 of them have been at anfield against us you know i didn't know that fact but that doesn't surprise me that that just <laughs> that just feels right that feels like a law of the universe at this point yeah i think couple of years there's been three but uh yeah this is oh, yeah, just three. a respite just three just 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 this one let's let's exactly. let's not hurt their feelings too much just score three exactly but uh, all right so the first half happened and mm-hmm. i was watching it at the pub and i mean i don't know what you okay let's get your thoughts on this so okay before that let's get your thoughts on the team sheet uh, any sort of surprises there on the arsenal side not really the only thing that i was a little surprised was uh, knowing that tierney was fit and starting no not of us but i got the reasoning for it at the start at least to reward him for the good performances that he has had so because mm-hmm. like i said the despite the fact that we had relatively easier fixtures we had been playing good football and our wing backs on both sides both uh, nuno tavares and tomayasu were playing really well so it made sense to reward nuno for his uh, performance uh, but then again by the end we realized uh, what he still needs to learn and what pioni can bring to this team so going for surprises maybe that was the only surprise that i had from the team sheet right and yeah i guess for me i suppose like having tiago fabinho and ox there I guess it wouldn't be my preferred midfield three, but okay. I guess with, like I said, with the injuries and all of that, there we only had them three, I suppose, there to play. But then again, that's not a bad three to that's have. Not, I mean, that's not. Yeah, Ox was having the game of his life. Uh, maybe not the game of his life, but definitely a better game. Yeah, uh, in a Liverpool shirt. I think. I think for the first thirty minutes, and we get to that. I think for the first thirty minutes, he was probably the most liveliest player in our, mm-hmm. like the most lively player in our team or the liveliest player in in our team. because i think he was so crucial in terms of breaking up the uh, i mean pressing breaking up play mm-hmm. and then uh, higher up the pitch and then obviously did some defensive duties like mad i think but let, but uh, let's talk about your response because like i said i was watching at the pub and the first 30 odd minutes it felt like yes we had possession like you would expect at at anfield mm-hmm. but no clear cut chances we squandered a lot Ramsdale was doing his usual st- stuff. I mean, brilliant. I, mm-hmm. I I can truly see why you paid that much and what an upgrade he's been from Len uh, from Leno. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also your defense was very very compact, solid. I I could see like the moment Salah got the ball, he was already hounded was by two swarmed. or three. Yeah, yeah. swarm. And same with Mane and same with I mean Jota was probably non-existent for that first thirty odd minutes. So I just want to get your thoughts. I mean, did that instill a sort of hope hope it did give inside. me a, a lot of confidence not only from the first 30 minutes but from the again from the previous like good performances that we've had it was mainly from the back there was good defensive performances especially from the back foot back four seems to be pretty solid right now with maybe just nuno being the interchangeable part for uh, tierney but gabriel and ben white are becoming quite a good pair at the back mm. with a solid uh, uh, two there with ramsdale of course being in the form of his life and man i love that i love that kid yeah. and i think i, I i'm going to like brag a little bit here because i saw uh, ramsdale when he was in afc wimbledon and he saved mm-hmm. wimbledon's half a season when he went there on loan so when he was signed for those big bucks i was genuinely surprised 
but for the other way around i thought he was too good of a second choice keeper to be had in arsenal but Fair turns enough. out he's replaced leno and i'm happy for it but coming yeah. back that did that defensive performance did give me a lot of confidence especially in how solid they were and how they were trying to build from the back like we've yeah. seen calamitous arsenal uh, building from the back performances <laughs> and the fact that they were able to like reason i mean let's get to calamities a bit later but yeah. uh, they were able to build from the back and try to be more you know have a cohesive plan which in itself yeah. has been a surprise and has been coming for a long time you you actually managed to get past i think yes you try to play off from the back playing out of the back against us not the best option Agreed. but you actually you actually managed to get past our our press by hoofing it up mm-hmm. and then of course you did have a few chances with lacazette and obermeyer causing a few chance uh, i mean a few chances there a couple of offside um, chances there but i think you know it, you still started to show intent there that even if we were pressing you could beat the press by you know direct mm-hmm. route one football which is which has worked before uh, i mean it, it, which is why we sometimes struggle against like a burnley or a west ham or something like that direct ball pass beating the press and then they're on it you've just got we've got only what two or three people two people in back, at the back because the full backs are right up there yeah. so uh, yeah i mean you guys for the first 30 minutes like i was a little worried i, I wasn't that worried because i think we still had a lot of possession mm-hmm. but i was hit as just a little skeptical because you had hit us on the counter and i'm like that's where you could hurt us like mm-hmm. a lot uh, mm-hmm. but again i mean we were defensively quite i mean fabinho just swept up any ball that came that Ooh. way van dijk was there for any aerial threat there so it was it was okay so but yeah i i was always on that edge where every time they kept passing it to alisson and i know alisson's got that small little error in him bit, yeah. so i was like please don't do something really <laughs> stupid here um and also that if despite us despite us beating you continuously 4 3 and all that you still managed to get i think a couple of times you've actually got the first goal enough in the fixtures yeah and, and yeah i mean yeah, <laughs> you you i mean this is probably the first clean sheet after a while or something like that um but yeah i, I mean i just so come the 30th minute and <laughs> the know. it all kicked off because I, i mean i don't know what exactly happened of, of course it was sadio mane jump and uh, on I mean, tomayasu and then ateta proves that he is a novice manager <laughs> when he tries to incite violence in anfield against klopp and <laughs> listen man i get that you want to prove that you have cohones here but really here can you not could you not <laughs> pick a better time Exactly. because the fact is that for 30 minutes you did silence anfield anfield wasn't loud it was pretty you quite in anfield because there was not much happening from our side you stifled every attack um mm-hmm. you had a couple of attacks yourself so people were like getting a little agitated from the liverpool fan base but that happened and like the and crowd from ship. yeah from 0 to 100 the crowd went mad and yeah i mean okay but that that argument why and did you think it was necessary uh well necessary mm, obviously not it riled you all up and it essentially got you back into the game but then again i guess that is who arteta is like he has to learn but that is who that's essentially the same as conte celebrating with the crowd when he's like full on uh, in his element like that is yeah. who arteta seems to be 
But again, that comes to a point of when you want to show it and when you can use it for your team instead of essentially inciting a whole stadium against you. Like, I understand that you have a problem there. In fact, when Klopp uh, talked about it after the interview, he was saying the entire Arsenal bench had a problem with it. And Klopp was like, okay, what do you want? And that put them off. So it was a bit of Klopp just needling them a bit because he knew he'd get a reaction. Because he had already seen Arteta essentially jumping around like a madman uh, for like 10 minutes, shouting about the same thing. I'm like, okay, get it. We get it. Can, can you keep it down and like direct your team into direct to be, this energy to be into fair, your play? Yeah, actually when it happened, I thought it was one of our staff, uh, our other mm-hmm. staff uh, or the coaches who actually started. Like, like if you remember last to the, in 2020 when we were playing behind closed doors, when we won the Premier League, the same thing happened with Frank Lampard and Klopp. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, well, and Lampard, that at that point, at that point, it was one of our staff who actually said something, and then Lampard heard that. And this time, I was actually surprised that Klopp himself got involved, and mm-hmm. I actually took a lot of quotes to pull both of them back uh, because it it was just going mad. But yeah, you know, I think as, like, as dumb as that whole thing was, yeah, there's a little tiny bit of me is like I'm just glad there's someone who's in the manager seat who cares. Yeah, because. Yeah, I, I I get it. I get I get why you're getting mad because uh, at least you care. It, it's fine. I, I I get that it's a stupid thing that you've done, but it's okay. It's like okay, fine. You're a child. You'll learn. As like yeah. after a point of time, like okay, fine. You'll learn. You're just the first, this is your first managerial roundabout. True. I mean, I, you could. I guess I uh, that sort of reaction could work both ways. One is it could it did what it did, it or did the other way is that Arsenal fans, uh, the Arsenal team gets a little more pumped up. Which is but, what Klopp is a master at when he's at the cop. Uh, or yeah. uh, rather when he's like directing his energy towards the cop. Because I've yeah. seen more on more than one occasion when he felt that the crowd wasn't like, he does his chest beating, he pulls the crowd up. He makes the crowd an active part of the game. Which yeah. is why I found last year's Liverpool, despite, you know, again, you had other problems in your little team as well. But the fact that you didn't have Anfield with you, it was very visibly evident in the games in yeah. last season. No, that's true. But, okay, post that, we've, Created two glorious chances, which Ramsdale, for the life of me, I don't know how he saved him. Uh, the Salah one, and I think there was a, a Trent, or it was also there was another one, which is Mane. I think Mane. Yeah, essentially, yeah. caught the ball like this way and that way. I'm like, how do yeah. you how do you anticipate that? I'm like, wow. yeah, it's mad. Uh, but yeah, despite all of that, I was like, okay, the ante is turned up. Mm-hmm. The first goal goes in, and. What a we, beach up a cross from Trent, man. Like, I, I yeah. get that I'm supposed to be mad here, but what a cross. It's like, it was it, it was the perfect area to put it between Gabriel and Tommy Yasu. And Mane comes in and like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. But I'm going to be here. Where else am I going? I, I mean, it's a good enough header because we know if he had headed it probably straight up, Ramsdale would have saved that. Like, right. I know Ramsdale would have saved it. So he had to head it down and sort of get that direction away or turn it away. So, that happens. You end... First half, 1-0 down. What did Arteta say that in the second half you've come out and you've turned up like the old Arsenal? Ah, man. See, that, again, that's just the Arsenal that we are. We have at least yeah. one or two calamitous mistakes in every game. Even in the games that we did win uh, against both Aston Villa and Leicester, we had one calamitous mistake where I remember Ramsdale essentially running out of his penalty box for no reason and then... Uh, uh, what's his name? Josh King putting it into the side name. Because every this Arsenal side, I guess you can put it down to inexperience and the young age that they are, that they don't have the experience. And it could also be a bit of 
uh, you know the it it is starting to become the arsenal dna which yeah. is a sad thing to say but yeah. uh, i hope we do grow out of it it because uh, i almost come to expect it and it's especially i come to expect it right after the uh, second half starts and right at the end of the second half especially when we're like uh, after the 80th or 85th minute if we concede one goal it's almost certain we'll concede a second mm. like every side in the uh, league knows that we have a soft underbelly there so so this yeah. this nuno thing this nuno mistake that happened so is this something that he needs to learn do you think like what's 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 it down to is it inexperience in the premier league because it it, it was such a careless thing you pass it back i mean you're getting pressed fair enough proof mm-hmm. it up but you pass it back to a very alert jota who is like i'm i you know i'll Thank take you this. very much this is yeah. the best chance i'm going to get all year yeah and he did but, essentially a tribute to firmino there where he just sat everyone down and then he's like yeah, yeah open goal yeah but like i said it has to be something that he learns but more importantly if it was a tyranny there yeah. or rather if it was a tyranny as of now there he wouldn't have had done the same mistake he would have had the good sense to hope it up and a tyranny of maybe like last year or the year the half when arteta was drilling into the team like no we must pass back hoping it up is not even an option because we saw the number of mistakes that we had when we passed it out from the back it almost seems like arteta wants you even if you do make a mistake pass it out from the back which i'm not sure how uh sane that is mm. considering the fact that there is going to be a mistake here or there but yeah. uh if again this comes as a high risk high reward kind of thing where it if it comes out and you have like three or four players uh, off the ball and you can hope it up and then you'll it'll be like four against four if if that works out it's fine but if these mistakes are going to be the result of that working out i hope it works out more often than the mistake happens because it's it's essentially like a rondo exercise right with especially with a pressing team like us you're going to have everyone jumping at you mm-hmm. and if you're going to start playing out from the back you need to make sure you, it goes fast and you beat exactly. the press that way because the slower you do it the faster we're going to get you Easier and it's going to be for you to press and <laughs> get exactly. the ball Yeah, yeah again yeah that has to come from experience man both experience for the players to play in the system and experience for the coach to realize when it's not working and have a plan b yeah i think it works both ways mm-hmm. no that's true so the second goal goes in um and the third and the fourth take a while but they they happen uh, mm-hmm. i don't think arsenal put up too many chances yeah, i think we had party yeah. 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 and the party shot yeah to party shot yeah but like in the, i mean the third goal and third goal especially was just proper pure i mean liverpool like just like yeah, two headers that. i don't know how, for me i don't know how jota got enough power on that header to just get it straight mm-hmm. to mane and i mean it was a simple tap in yeah. for sala uh, and of course uh, takumi minamino to get his first goal at anfield just a whole good of, yeah i am happy that guy scored man yeah <laughs> yeah it was at first i was a little pissed that mane decided not to pass to him when he was making the run and then he decided to pass it to sala sala then passed it to trent and trent with a second trent does assist trent things, man. yeah uh, i think he i think the fact that i think breeze james and bell children did well at chelsea this week those kind that kind of does it for trent i think he's like okay i'm trying going to up up one from what you guys did and i it's the same thing like i remember when Juan Bissaka was talked about it as the better right back than oh, Trent. Remember those days. <laughs> remember those days. And people on Twitter would be like, uh, Juan Bissaka did this, come out Trent, where are you? And then he just put in like a goal and two assists and people like, oh shit, shouldn't have called him out for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it was clinical Liverpool. 
uh, we definitely could have had a couple of more chances, especially. But Ramsdale, I mean, what, what a keeper! He and it wasn't like one of those days where he had like you know goalkeepers get into this god mode form, like and they start yeah. saving everything. It wasn't that you yeah. we scored four past you, but you still, I mean, he still, he still had five to six like good, properly good saves. Yeah, which is a sign of a good keeper who's like turned on. Yeah, exactly. He he didn't it didn't feel like he was in one of those phases where he could save everything. It felt like those were genuinely good attempts made, and yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, okay, so talking about post the game now, whenever we've played each other, mm-hmm. uh, especially at Anfield, Arsenal fans go on a complete rant. Uh, go insane saying Arteta out and all of that. It's not been the case this time, especially after being beaten 4-0. I just want to know why is it? Because is it because, you know, you expected a team, I mean, you different levels, different qualities and you kind of expected it or and are you seeing like sort of uh, gradual progress under Arteta that this is, this feels like, yeah, it would have happened. It's mm-hmm. like the City game, you know, you just got to take it, but we're okay with Arteta. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, the fact that he was unbeaten for so long after those first three games did put a lot of credit in his bank. Yeah, uh, because we normally play each other in like the third game of the season and by that time... We get rammed and then we're immediately like, oh, what is happening in this club? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. mean, even like four or five weeks back, I was still wondering why Arteta was in charge. Like it was... Uh, Arsenal fans always go on extremes, man. Yeah. Because we either like, we love whoever's here or we absolutely hate them and we want to get them out. But to his credit, Arteta has... Uh, seems to have like built a proper system that he wants to play. Uh, whether that's appropriate for every game is another issue entirely. But the fact that there is there seems to be some coherent system that he wants to play. And I guess that also comes from the fact that we don't have Europe. As much as it pains to not be in Europe, he has that time to build something on the training field. And if you see uh, the number of set-piece goals that we've scored, it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in a while. Uh, to see a proper corner... Uh, uh, proper corners being taken where players are going in, players are blocking each other, uh, blocking the opponents. Uh, it clearly uh, shows us that there is a plan in place and Arteta at least uh, knows what he's doing to an extent. Now, why I say to an extent is the reason why we lost 4 nil. Now, granted, three of those four goals we couldn't have done. No one in this uh, league could have done anything over those three goals. But the fact that there was one calamitous goal and the fact that our attack Despite the fact that uh, we have Aubameyang and Lacazette finally playing together, which is how it should be, yeah. the both of them together seem to be one good striker. Which, yeah. honestly, like, can't we do more? I, I really wish Aubameyang would have his proper, like, the amazing form where he was essentially uh, yeah. single-handedly saving Arsenal form back. But I don't know when we'll get that back. And uh, well, it's, it's an issue that Una Emery had as well, where he often chose one over the other rather than playing two and us fans were like, well, you've got two really good strikers. Why don't you play both? But maybe it's something that he's seen on the training pitch. Something I that... I, no, but I, I just feel like maybe that's something that they should look at because it clearly is not the best of sort of part, strike partnerships. Mm-hmm. But, but it seems yeah. to be the best that we have at this point. Yeah. And considering uh, that both uh, Bukayo Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe are like, playing the best football of their life, they're still young kids. And yeah. you need at least a bit of experience there. And I really hope that Nicola Pepe would uh, roar on 
and be a bit more of that experience with the amount of skill that he has. But it seems that Arteta is trusting these two kids more than, uh, say, Pepe and Odegaard. And with both yeah. of them coming off the bench and providing supporting roles. I guess this side, as it is, seems to be the best eleven that we have. I just hope that in front of goal, we were more potent, is all. Because the supply seems True. to be coming in. True. And prior to this game, had you won this game, you'd have been a- ahead of us. Which yeah. is quite a statement in and of itself so i just want to know how much confidence is that because you've all how much confidence is it that you're able to manage you're able to beat the lower to mid table teams which is something that you really need to do in, like mm-hmm. you can lose to the bigger teams but it's you know winning the league or at least making sure you get to top 4 because there are more mid table to lower table teams than there are top 6 mm-hmm. that becomes more of a priority. so the fact that you're able to rack up a lot of points mm-hmm. the losses to city or liverpool can be chalked off as saying yeah they're a, yeah, they're, they're just a, good they're just better they're just side a level ahead but how much confidence does it give you that you could be probably the best of the rest which is probably chelsea man city liverpool probably the next best uh, honestly more than i mean arsenal's performances did give me a lot of confidence but what is giving me more confidence is how shitty man united and tottenham have been so far <laughs> because those were the because united signings i thought they'd be like challenging for the title at this point yeah. and yeah. tottenham i would thought we'd be like fighting with tottenham and maybe leicester for the best of the rest cat yeah. but i mean united are united i hope they turn it around for you know their own sake uh and tottenham with conte i don't know man. that's a mixed bag of the highest variety <laughs> yeah because those two do not mesh at all in my mind and i want to see how that turns out And, but and you are and you you are fa- I mean you're talking about who you battling you're going to be battling West Ham United mm-hmm. who's a different a different opponent there but yeah I just so confident that you'd Honestly, be there I am. I am confident that we'll be in the top 6 top 4 I think it's still a step too far at this point you're the only one in the top 6 who'd not have Europe though that's true but then again uh, we are asking <laughs> yeah uh obermann going for the african cup of nations i i mean i think so. i'd be surprised if he didn't go party as well right party yeah thomas party and obermann will be going but uh obermann okay. i'd say losing party would be a bigger deal at this point because he seems to have come into his own in that linchpin role where he has and him and lokonga have been a good partnership which is why i'm so glad shaka got injured i swear to god <laughs> hmm, i hate that yeah. <laughs> and I'm so glad that these two are uh, turning into quite a good partnership and party leaving is going to be a pretty big hit and I don't know who's going to replace him in that position or if he's or if Arteta decides oh, the man who you just said that you were glad that he went I hope he doesn't come back I I'll, I'll be so so happy if Ainsley Maitland Lines uh, played that uh, same role which he did I think he uh, had that role against Watford where he and mm. uh, party were there instead of Lokonga if Lokonga and Maitland Lines are there I mean it would be unorthodox it'd be I'm I'm pretty sure there'd be more mistakes there. I'll take that over Shaka man. Shaka is such an unpredictable nightmare <laughs> of a player to have in your team. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh but yeah, I think for us as well, it was good to get back to winning ways, especially at home. Uh that West Ham loss. Yeah, I don't think it would have hurt us too much. Uh, of course it hurts us because we were tra- keeping in uh keeping or following Chelsea with quite top, closely. Yeah. yeah, with the top and so that loss was a little bit of blow but the fact that we i mean we it was 3-2 some contentious decisions could have gone either way it was still okay 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hopefully we need to, I think this December period for us is going to be really, really key because January we are without Mane and Salah. No, Matip's not good. Matip's anyway going to be here. He doesn't play for Cameroon anymore. Yeah, I think those two main, main focus main, would be there. Those two going is yeah. going to be massive for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, we've got Jota, we've got Firmino back and all of that. But you still don't want to have those three, those two out for too long. I think they're going to be missing them for at least four games or so. So, yeah, it's up for Minamino and Ox and all these people to start chipping in from midfield and the forward. But, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm pretty sure once we get to the Emirates, it's going to be even more so. I think there's definitely going to be goals. Like I said, man, this game always delivers in terms of goals. I, I can't remember the last time there was a 0-0 draw. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. there was 1-1, I remember, a few years ago, maybe in 2017 or something. But, yeah. And I remember I, the 4-4 with Ashav and when what yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my God, we've, we've had some really key games. Even though I know this was early Klopp years with the four three at Emirates, but we thrashed you four one, and then we kind of that that was our defense yeah, back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, since then we had the three three as well at Emirates. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. So I can't wait to see what happens at the Emirates. It's certainly going to be interesting. I think Arsenal's also have had has had success against us. Um, in recent times as well. Mm-hmm. So, anything anything goes. We don't know. I don't know when the game is, but it depends on what our sides look like back then. But until then, thanks, Siddharth, for coming on to this podcast, giving your thoughts on this game. It's a pleasure having you on here. Commiserations for this loss. Uh, but hopefully, you can pick yourselves up and start fighting once again. You've mm-hmm. already proven that you can beat some of the, the lower teams and the mid-table teams. But Hopefully, once you get like to the Chelsea's or and all that, you probably do a little more better over time. Over but, time, yeah, yeah. Trust so the thanks. process. <laughs> Trust the process. That's that's the Arsenal motto. Uh, no longer carry on you Gunners. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Siddharth. And uh, like I said, can't wait to have you back here for the return leg fixture. Get your thoughts on whatever happens then. But until then, thank you, and uh, hope you had fun here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And thank you to those of you listening to this. This is part one of episode nine. Uh, So we'll obviously have a part two, which will be a separate episode. But I guess that's about it. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast, then please do check out our uh, previous episodes, whether it be the MWF or the FFS series. Um, It's there on several different podcast platforms like Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, all of that. It's all, all there. You can go check that out. You can also check out the video version, which is available for members or patrons of the podcast. Go check out our patron page. It's in the description. There are different tiers with different memberships. The video is actually available to all members. So whether you're in the lowest tier or the highest tier, you get access to all of that. The member, uh, higher, the higher up you go in the membership, you get early access, bonus content, bonus episodes, all of that, uh, veto power, all of that. So go check it out. Helps the podcast uh, financially as well. Get better equipment, all of that stuff. And yeah, I'll catch you all on part two, which will be the next episode after this. So that's about it for part one. I'm your host, Pratigak. Once again, you stay safe and see you.